Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Master Your Mental Podcast. If you are new here, my name is Paris, and I am the creator and host of the Master Your Mental Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here to tune in and hear my amazing guests and I describe the ways we can leverage and shift our mindsets to take the best possible care of our mental health. I launched the podcast as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for this all stemmed from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and my MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I launched Master Your Mental to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. You guys might be wondering, what does the mental stand for? Well, it stands for mindset, engagement, nutrition, talk about it, accountability, and love yourself. These are all the building blocks that make up what Master Your Mental is all about. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on any one of my social media platforms you guys can find in the link in my bio on my Instagram at master your mental. Now let's get into the episode guys. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm going to give you a little bit of background on to why I decided to record this topic for you guys. And that is because we are getting into all things breaking the silence this week. And that's all related to shattering that stigma surrounding mental illness, mental health, obstacles, and challenges that we face or our loved ones face or people that we are close to and care for are facing this. And the reason I want to share this episode with you guys is because of course I'm bringing on an amazing guest who is going to be getting into her story along with how she is helping other people break their silence around this topic through writing and putting your story out into the world in in this form of writing to really help others and also help yourself along the way. So this is something that many of you guys know is very close to my heart when it comes to this is because this is actually exactly what I had to work on. And I'm still always continuing to do the work on of new ways to bring solutions to the table to really help others break that silence themselves. So if you're in a situation where you're dealing with something in terms of an obstacle or a challenge with mental health, mental illness, whatever it is in terms of relating to that and feeling like you can't share, you can't move past it, you're stuck and you can't overcome that, then this is the episode for you that is going to really detail these solutions. And before we go ahead and get into it, I have to say thank you again to you guys for being here and always tuning in and Another big piece of that is providing me with your feedback. And you guys do that by leaving me reviews on Apple Podcasts. And I actually want to read one off for you here today that I see is five stars from Queen Tosh that says, Master Your Mental. Paris, you are an extraordinary woman that believes in the power of true mental wellness. Mastering the mindset is not always easy. Paris has real life 
people speaking real life experiences that breaks down the necessary roughness of the mental. This podcast will educate, motivate, and inspire you to become more empowered to live the true, authentic version of yourself. Paris, you rock. Thank you for your extraordinary talents. May God continue to cover you on this beautiful path of purpose. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that amazing review. And if you guys haven't already, feel free to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, share your thoughts, give me some feedback, leave me five stars if you feel called to, and just let me know what you think so I can always continue to make this show as good as I can for you. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive on into this one. I am very excited to bring on my special guest today who will be diving deep into the meaning behind today's episode on breaking the silence. Lee Hurl is the mastermind behind Meg Hart, a business that works to get important t- stories told. We're going to hear about one of those stories today, along with the skills that you can apply to your everyday life to break through these obstacles and uncomfortable silences when mental health secrets are concerned. So without further ado, welcome Lee to the podcast. Thank you, Paris. It is so good to be here. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. I know. And you are coming to us all the way from From Australia Australia. on the Gold Coast. I know if you guys can't hear her accent, how, how amazing and just so cute, but her story is so powerful. So I can't wait to get into it and just really have her tell you guys more about what this is all about and what you can really take away from it. So if you could just tell us why did you start Meg Hart and who did you start it for? Well, I started Meg Hart. It's been a long time coming, really, because many years ago, I married young and had three beautiful children. And I was, um, I kept a secret. And that secret weighed so heavy on me. And I was silenced because mostly by shame, but there was some guilt and regret in there. And um, due to that, I ended up spiraling down into depression, anxiety, and I even had suicidal thoughts. And all the work I did and finally broke my silence. And I realized some powerful things, which we can get into a bit later. But once I actually broke my silence, I and I told a close girlfriend of mine that I need to tell you something. And it was then that I started my healing journey. And it um, was very powerful and helped me make decisions I should have made a long time ago. And then once I got to a really good place in my life and at peace with things, I started to look around and I could see so many other people silenced by shame, um, just stuck in that trauma rut and unable to get out. And I just knew I had to do something. And I'd been looking around. I didn't know how. And it's amazing how the universe comes and shows us little signs. And it wasn't actually until I um, helped a very close person dear to me called Rose. Rose isn't actually her real name. But I helped her through and went through all of her, lived her trauma with her and helped her on a healing journey. And that's when I realized this story needs to be told and we need to start breaking our silence. 
we need to start lifting our lid on what's going on for many, many reasons, but we also need to help people to start to heal. And the only way they can really start is by breaking their silence. That is the crucial first step. Yeah, no, I I love that. And I love also how you talk about not only your own personal journey, but helping your friend as well. And then seeing the seeing the common factors that relate to that, right? Like you talked about shame and trauma and these different contributing factors that keep us silent or fearful of sharing or reaching out for help or, you know, talking to someone about these things, because like you said, like you mentioned, and many of us know, you know, how difficult and challenging that can be, especially when you're not even sure how to begin the conversation or, or if you should, or when the timing and all these things, all of these factors. So, you know, that really, it's so important that you, that you were that person for Rose, like you said, and I know that's not her real name, but it's still, still your friend that you helped through this. So what was that journey like? So what for you, when you talk about breaking the silence, which I love how you talk about that being the biggest part in overcoming this to really share that, what would you say is, cause I know you have this incredible story as well that I was really excited to see about. So carbon, under pressure that I'm sure we're, we're going to be talking about. Yes. Oh my gosh. And getting into that. So would you say first for storytelling, what would you consider to be a powerful way to start to break the silence? I think, um, for people, so I won't, um, talk about storytelling at the moment, but for people to initially break their silence, the best thing is for them to understand, if I can get the message out there that um, they don't need to stay in this trauma cycle, they can actually heal, mm-hmm. and but they can't begin to heal until they speak out and start um, breaking their silence. And the best way to do that is find someone you trust whether it be a friend, a family member, a colleague. You can even confide in someone anonymously. There's Post a Secret, you know, on Instagram, which is fantastic. We, you can submit um, to us. You can break your silence with us. But it's really important that you find someone to start having that conversation with and really speaking your truth because when you start to do that, You start to see things for what they really are. You start to acknowledge them. But the big and most important thing is what is keeping you silent, which most often is shame, Mm -hmm. guilt, or regret. But you start to shift those off your shoulder. And where there is a perpetrator, you actually put it back on them where it belongs. Mm -hmm. So it's not your shoulders to bear. You should not bear this shame. You need to shift it and move it to where it belongs. And it doesn't belong on your shoulders. So that's really important. And when you start to um, speak out and talk about it, then that's when you start to have that mindset, that shift. And for me personally, and going through supporting Rose as well, I can tell you the weight that lifted off my shoulders was incredible. Mm -hmm. And then I started to see things a lot clearer. I also had the support that I didn't have before. 
Um, so I was able to, um, you know, lean on and have people support me, ask me questions, give me different perspectives and also hold me accountable in what I needed to do to make those changes in my life. And there's another really important thing in there as well. When you're in a situation where you are being abused in some sort of way, and I'm not just talking about domestic violence, sexual violence, um, child sexual abuse, or but even teenagers or um, people in the workplace, any kind of bullying or things like that, um, you know, once you start to speak out and acknowledge it, you can start to then shift that, but also no longer be vulnerable to them mm-hmm. because you're starting to own it and you're starting to hold them accountable you know, even if it's just in your own mind initially because people that are victims of any kinds of abuse, when they are silenced, they continue to remain vulnerable to that abuse. Mm-hmm. Wow. Does that make I'm, sense? Oh, no, that's that's really good. I'm sitting here because you guys always know I have my notebook where I literally write down all of these key things that you mentioned. So I make sure that we don't miss anything when we're going to highlight oh. all of this because I love how you talk about especially accountability in that. And then also moving the shame off the shoulders of that person through speaking out about it and having to move away from that, that aspect of vulnerability is a bad thing. It's a bad thing, or it's a weakness, or it's something that we shouldn't want to step into. And I loved if you could share like a little, so about your experience, right? So when you first started this with your, yourself and your own story, what, what has that, what was that journey like for you of starting yourself to be vulnerable and open up and heal these different things? What was that like for you? Um, it was very difficult initially. I think it was actually, it was extremely difficult when I look back, I just get this flutter because I can really feel it and I really remember it. And it was because I kept telling myself, you know, once you say something, you can't take it back. Like what impact will that have on my children? I don't want to bring shame to my children. I don't want to hurt my family. I don't want to break my children's lives up. And so I was, I had a lot of fear as well attached to it. And it was when um, I finally just knew that it wasn't going to, my life wasn't going to end pretty if I didn't break my silence. So I got to a really, really low point where a girlfriend came around. She knew I was struggling and she was very compassionate and understanding. And that's when I said to her, I just, I'd been toying with it for so long and Mm -hmm. I just broke it and said, I need to tell you something. And that was the precipice, like it was just, um, and I speak about it in my TED talk, it was like my dipping my toe in the water to see how she reacted. Like I just, and as soon as she gave me that warmth and understanding and compassion, it just came out. And when it came out and I saw her response, that's when, I realized, my God, why did I wait so long? Mm-hmm. You know, oh. why, why I just felt like I'd wasted so much time, so much precious time. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about that, 
the period of waiting, how long would you say that you've waited to, to share that? I would say it was nearly 10 years. Oh, wow. And you told your, I, you, you first told your, your friend, right? Yep. My girlfriend. Yep. Oh my gosh. And so, then what, and then after that, what was that like after? So after that conversation with, with her, what, what were your next steps? My next steps was I said, okay, I need to do something about this. So I knew I needed to leave my marriage. I needed to get out there. Out there. It wasn't safe for me. And I just, I didn't know how. But talking to her, um, I was able to start processing it and take baby steps. And I think that's another really important thing I want to let people know because there may be people out there that are listening that haven't had something really traumatic in their life, but they've had someone or they may have someone approach them moving forward. And it's really important just to be there and be present because when you've got your life together and things are going well, you can see everything clearly. But when you've been holding on to a secret that has weighed so heavy on you that it has caused, you know, so much pain, depression, anxiety, and even suicidal thoughts, it's really hard to see clearly and to really focus. So even though you can see, it's really important for you to help guide them, but let them process their emotions and their feelings as they talk about them. So it starts to become clearer to them. Mm -hmm. So then they are empowered to make the decisions that are best for them, not you telling them what to do Mm -hmm. and how to fix it. And I I can't stress that enough. That is so important to just sit there and be present. And it's um, ironic in the book with Rose, um, she went through horrific trauma um, and she learned that with her daughter that she needed, she couldn't fix her. She needed to be present and, and have faith that she would be able to process it and get through it with her by her side, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Especially when you talk about it is not, not telling them what to do, but being Mm -hmm. present and having that outlet for them to express to you, because that almost seems like, you know, especially when you're talking about different types of trauma and abuse, the person might be used to people telling them what to do or, you know, different things. So it's, so to actually have someone, you know, who's there, who is listening and able to be that person for you to express those things, like in a safe area without feeling judged or criticized, or like you shouldn't be doing this or shouldn't be talking about this. I love that example, especially when you bring that up, because that's a big thing that can hold people back is the fear of, okay, what if I say this. And then they just say, okay, well go do, you know, go see a therapist or, you know, you need to do this or this is what you need to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's um, possibly, that's actually the worst thing you can do Mm -hmm. because you also push them away as well. And, and the tone is you've already made your decision and Mm -hmm. it kind of in some ways can imply that you've made a judgment. And the last thing they need is people casting judgment. Mm -hmm. 
on them. And you know what? The worst thing is as parents, we are the worst at it, (laughs) me included, you know, and Rose was as well. All she wanted to do was to fix her daughter. And, of Mm -hmm. course, you do. You know, when your child's dying or, you know, in their life's in danger, you, all you want to do is fix them. So if you could, so talking about Rose, so what was her story that, that for Rose, like what was her story and what did that look like to be able to, t- to tell that? So Rose's story was she actually woke up to a nightmare um, where she found her daughter um, overdosed trying to end her life. And she um, then she takes us, it's really raw and real and, and honest, she takes us inside her mind and her heart how she um, just really struggles to, one, save her daughter, but also to try and uncover and work out how to help her. Mm. And what she discovered was that her daughter had been living with this horrific secret and suffering in silence for longer than she could have ever imagined. Mm. And it's really, it's very heart, it's, you know, heartbreaking, but it's also very moving because there's so many lessons throughout the journey because Rose speaks so honestly, um, about it mm-hmm. and about and she reflects back on her life and where she went wrong and the things that she did so it's yeah it's really so we go through this journey and it's a period of three years and it ends up being where Rose ends up having to fight to save three lives in the book oh, wow. and mm. this is based on the story of your of your friend yes your friend under a different a name Yes. And actually, that's a good um, time to really reveal. So um, because a lot of your listeners are in the United States. And what happened with Rose was when I went, you know, where she was going through a healing journey, and I was supporting her, we actually I got her to write. And this is where I really found it therapeutic. And we went through this writing process. And it was incredible, the healing that occurred throughout it. And it was, you know, we knew we wanted to bring this story to the world. Mm -hmm. And I needed to get legal advice because we've got some pretty crazy screwed up laws here in Australia Mm -hmm. (laughs) where our laws actually protect the perpetrator. Oh, my gosh. Yep, protect the privacy of the perpetrator. is that why you use the other name? Yes. Mm -hmm. So victims can't speak out. So we got legal advice. And it was um, given to us that Rose could either uh, not tell her story or she could take crucial parts in her story out or she could write it under a pseudonym or another name. And that's when we, Meg Hart was really, really born then because that's when we thought, my God, we need to bring these real stories to the world um, for three main reasons. One is to help others and inspire them to speak out and break their silence. But another one is to inspire others to, um, you know, share their stories. But we also want, if, 
if we don't speak about what's really going on in our legal system, our mental health system, our health mm-hmm. system, our political systems, if we don't speak out about what's really happening, how the hell do we know mm-hmm. what's going on and what needs to be fixed? So we need to ignite these conversations that will lead to positive change as well. So there's a lot of different umbrellas or um real missions under the whole Meg Hart name. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I think that's another thing that ties back into what you're talking about here with breaking the silence, right. Of talking about people's real experiences, because sometimes, you know, like when you watch a show or a movie, you'll see like a mental health system or maybe a hospital or a facility, and they'll be showing like a scene and then people would think, Oh, okay. That's how it really, how it really is when really it's not like, like you see. So when you can actually hear people saying, okay, Hey, this was my experience. And you know, what happened to me when I went through this, this obstacle or this barrier with my child who experienced a trauma, or maybe it was, was it, was it you that experienced something or someone close to you, a friend, a family member, and you just want to learn more about how to help them about, about what to do or how to be exactly. there or how to be supportive. Because a lot of it too, as I'm sure you definitely know is the support system and having that, especially your environment, right. And your relationships. And, and that's what you said, because you did mention a really good point of, it's, it's being, it's hard to see clearly when you're almost clouded with the past experiences and things that have happened that are still continuing to show up in different ways in the current, current period. So I love that you bring that up because when you do have those people, like you said, for you, how you had a friend that you were able to say, I'm going to tell my friend after 10 years of not, uh, maybe you never thought you would ever say anything or ever tell anyone. I finally were like, Okay, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell this per- this my friend this, and then being able to do that is almost like a ripple effect because now you're able to share your story of how you did that. So other people who are who are understanding this and thinking, wow, you know, I can start to deconstruct or tap into my experiences and have a better understanding of, you know, what what's going on and how to really handle that today in the present and to move forward, like you said. And that's what I really like how you touched on that too, of, of being able to have that, that thing, which is writing is therapeutic. You said you telling them to write and journal or get your thoughts out, or, you know, you don't have to all, no, everyone has to write a book, right. But if you you (laughs) want to, and you feel called to, that's amazing. And that's something that, um, with you. So I'd love to hear more about Meg, Meg Hart. So if you could tell us a little bit more, kind of a little bit more of like the history, the idea of how it came to you and a little bit more of what, what, what it's all about. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. So Meg Hart, Meg Hart's actually still in its infancy, but Mm -hmm. we know just from feedback and everything, we've got grand plans for Mm -hmm. it. So the first of which is I'm wanting to turn Meg Hart into a foundation, Mm -hmm. the Meg Hart Foundation. So um, over here in Australia, it actually costs money to do that. So so we're hoping to do that very soon. But with Meg Hart, as I um, said to you, I think the three big visions I have for Meg Hart is the, you know, supporting people to start breaking their silence and then um, 
sharing those stories so to inspire others to do so Mm -hmm. but also um, publishing and speaking out about those stories to really wake us up and ignite those conversations Mm -hmm. Um, so those things are really really important to me so what we're working on behind the scenes I've got a team of incredible women who um, are just been so supportive through this and are just as passionate as me about it uh, that have joined in um, our cause. And we're looking at the moment, we're developing um, writing to heal programs. So we will be hopefully having that launch later this year. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yes, yes. yes. And, you know, these um, writing to heal programs are really so we've had a few people go through it now and including myself, like it's really what I did and then supported Rose in as well. So, and we've got a psychologist who's on board um, to really guide as well and support. And we've also got a lawyer as well who's um, very committed and will also always ensure that everyone is protected um so that's one of our big things then we've got another book in the pipeline so and then the other thing we're really hoping is so many people that have read um carbon under pressure our first book about rose so so many people have said they couldn't put it down they said it's unput downable Mm -hmm. but they've also been saying that it should be made into a movie So, and it's a really, it would be an incredibly powerful movie. So that's another goal we have that we really want to tick off as well. Wow. Oh my gosh. I just love hearing Mm. that. So for the first piece that you mentioned, so the foundation piece, so when you do, so with the foundation, who would you want to be um, working with or benefiting in the foundation? We want to benefit everyone. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> everyone that needs to break their silence and, and needs support in some way. And we will just keep working to evolve and um, do what we can. So people in the program, you know, that need to do a writing to heal program, once we've got it developed, we welcome anyone, really. Oh, I love there that. is no where everyone Everyone deserves to heal. And I Everyone. love that, that you talk about the, no, the, the writing to heal program that you're, you're also, um, you started that, right? You just, you had a couple mm. of people go through and you even did it. You did yes. it too. Yes. And I didn't even realize I was doing it. <laughs> so, and that's where then I showed Rose and helped Rose. And that's when it's like, oh my God, this works. This helps. This is. You know, this is very powerful. So we just went, well, how do we help others? Mm -hmm. So, and then the other thing too, I think, and it's probably further down the track, but I'm very visionary, (laughs) is I just would, I really believe that we could really make so much positive change to our society that we can start to raise our children into a culture where they they raise they know no different but to speak out mm. 
they aren't silenced. They learn at an early age not to bear shame, to speak out. You know, imagine, imagine if we could do that. Imagine if we raised our children and grandchildren to speak out. You know, um, the incidence of abuse would reduce. You know, the in, you know mental health illness would mm-hmm. reduce. Our suicide, you know, epidemic we're facing mm-hmm. will reduce. No, that's especially when you talk about the ripple effect of that, of starting that. Because I know for, I know when you think about as time passes, right? So like different generations. And I know f- just for me, um, talk, talking about, you know, with how mental health is becoming more talked about, but then you say, you know, in the future to have it to where no one has that, the stigma anymore associated with it, where it's, so it's more common to speak out and share it than to hold it in. So that, like you said, like that would decrease so many of the things that we see with the just different things happening with abuse and crime and neglect and all of these things that kind of trickle down. So having that would be an amazing. And I love that you're, you put something together to help people with that key piece of writing, which is something that all of us can have access to when we grab a notebook or a piece of paper and just write down your feelings, your emotions, experiences, stories, whatever, however you want to do it in a way to express that. And then really you, and then even share that with others, if that's something that you want to do, which is amazing that you did that with Rose and, and you talk about with carbon under pressure and in one day turning it into a movie, which I think would be awesome. I would love <laughs> so cool, yes. but oh my gosh. And then I love that because when, when you talk about this for with the story, what was for you, like what has been the most therapeutic aspect that you've been able to tap into with breaking your silence? God, the most therapeutic. Um, God, there's so many. Mm-hmm. There's so there's so many. You, know, you can't shut me up, really. Um, <laughs> I think the most therapeutic aspect for me was the shift in the shame. Mm. That was incredible because I actually, you know, reflect back my childhood, the way I was raised in my family was very much a family where you don't bring shame to the family. So when you look back, I was conditioned to it, to keep this secret and, and what have you. So looking back, um, breaking that shame and lifting that shame off my shoulders and moving it to where it belonged was Mm -hmm. would have to have been the most um, therapeutic part because then everything started to flow from there Mm -hmm. and and I actually started to see me this person that I've that I've never had never been (laughs) And I really discovered that I was actually a really strong, driven, determined and compassionate person that I I never thought I was. I believed, I, I believed that I didn't even belong on this earth. I believed that my children 
I'm going to get emotional. My children deserve so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, I believed I was a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, and what kind of one life is that to lead? But what kind of life is that to show your children? Wow, that shift shift in shame. I love that how you put that and to really have that be moved and especially with opening up with that when you started with that. I know another big thing for us when we're talking about this is how how do you go how did you go about building that support support system? Like how did you create cuz I mean when you're talking about having that support system through your friend, right? How did you did you have what was the process like for you after that? Did you have other, other people that you were, or how did you, how did you build that support system? So I started to get the confidence. The more I was able to speak about it, I started to get the confidence to um, finally speak my truth to other people close to me in my life. Like people like my parents. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Oh, that was huge. (laughs) (laughs) That was difficult. That was very, very difficult. Um, But it moved us closer than I ever thought could be possible. So it really, um, it was, it was incredible, actually. And I, you know, confided in other family members, in um, some other friends. So I really started to build a great network of people around me. Mm-hmm. And I was determined to really change my life and and make something and not let what happened to me define me. Mm-hmm. I was not going to be a victim mm-hmm. any longer. And that was one thing. So I decided I wasn't going to be poor, poor me. I wasn't going to sit in the victim mode. I was going to do all I could. So I think that's another big thing. You know, you it's, it's great to break your silence and it's really important. It's really important to talk about it. Um, but then we need to start to take the steps. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, the healing program that we've talked on, because it's not just about writing like it is, but it's, Um, also having the tools to really help you we go through a process and it's almost like um, you go and pull out each thorn that's being stabbed and stuck in your side and has been Mm -hmm. festering away for all these years so it's like we go back to and pull each one of these thorns out one at a time and really heal it Um, so it's yeah, that process. So it's really important to mm-hmm. take the necessary steps um, in your healing journey the way you want to do it. And that's beautiful that you were able to have that with your parents because I know there's so many people who are, that's something that they want to do. They want to talk about these different things or do that, but they feel like they can't again. So for you, like you said, the more you did, you had gained more confidence from speaking with your friend about this. And then I love how you put that to illustrate of pulling out the thorns and really working to heal those different things. Because now that you've done that, it's almost like you, you did the work for other generations coming like, because that's because it follows, right. It can tend to follow. So because you did that healing work and were able to step into that and be uncomfortable and have those conversations and have those moments where 
you are in tears and you are moved to this because it's, it's real and it's your real life. And it's things that you've gone through and experienced. You're able to do that to show an, an example for your kids or other people that you're close with or who look at you and, and can see that. And it follows because that's what I think is so beautiful is although it is, and it's always work, right? It's not like you just did it. Uh one time and you're good. Everything's good. Like what, yeah. what do you still, no, what do you still it, do to maintain that? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not easy, but nothing great ever comes easy mm-hmm. and nothing great ever comes from sitting in your comfort zone mm-hmm. either. So you really need to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um, and then you really start to see the massive changes in your life. So And I think that's one great thing that you touched on that's really, really important is not only do you need to heal for yourself because your life is short, you know, you don't want to continue um, stuck on this trauma cycle, Mm -hmm. but also trauma is generational. Do you want this for your children? Because I can guarantee you if you don't start to heal and start to really work on things, your kids are going to go down a similar path. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not going to do it for you, do it for your kids. No. And it's so, and it's so shocking too. Sometimes when you find that out and can see that, and sometimes, you know, when you want to have these different conversations, you know, whether it's with your parents or, you know, maybe your grandparents. Right. And that's, it's like, no, like, you know, like, especially when you talked about how you were raised where you don't bring shame to the family, very similar to me as well. And a lot of other people that I, I know of not, not talking about that or not knowing how to talk about it, or people like want to change the subject. Cause it's, it's like, Oh, like, I don't know what to yes. say or how to act or what to do, but it's, it's amazing when you can, because just being there, like you said, having that outlet to have more of these conversations, like you said, is able to change the system that's in place that isn't working when you're talking about different things with mental health or especially with, you know, diet, mental illness and big different diagnosis, when you can change that. And a lot of it too, goes back to a lot of what you're saying is with your inner dialogue and how you're speaking to yourself and treating yourself and almost been conditioned to do that through the abuse. Like you mentioned the abuse, like you said, is so great that you illustrated that is it doesn't just look like one type, you know, that we're all familiar with. Maybe it's like, it has to be like, like this or this bad, like you said, it could just be something that is on a different scale of, you know, maybe a a comment or, you know, a bullying in a different capacity, or it could be all kinds of different things. But I love that you bring that up because sometimes we, we don't know, um, with exactly how to help someone maybe that, is experiencing that, or if we are, but like you said, the more conversations we can have to make it more normalized, to really make it less stigmatized, which is what you're working towards. And I love that with Meghart through how, especially the writing healing program. And also when you're talking about, I'd love to kind of get into more of carbon under pressure and just like, that's amazing. Just how did you, that's such a beautiful name. Beautiful. It is. And 
it's actually uh, you find out right at the end where the name came from. Mm. So I won't, I won't don't reveal share it to spoil it. Maybe we can do another catch up and really yes. do a deep dive into carbon under pressure. Oh my gosh, no, that would be we definitely have to because I I know that's another another whole thing for yep. itself. But I love that. And is this something so with with Megheart? Is it something that people can can go to to help get their stories out with with publish publishing or yes. is that something awesome? Yes, yes. Oh gosh, so gosh. they can. Yes, we've got publisher on board. We've got publicists. We've got. Yes, we've got a legal team. We've psychologist. got psychologists. We've got, we've, yeah, it's just been incredible how it's been formed. And um, yeah, so we're there to help. So people can just reach out to us at megheart.com, which mm-hmm. is dot com, mm-hmm. and subscribe to our newsletters, um, mm-hmm. but also reach out to us they can also follow us on instagram megheart author or facebook but um and we'll be keeping um everyone up to date as we progress with these um writing to heal programs etc and everything oh my gosh everything that we're doing yes that's so i love it and i'm so glad that you we're able to dive a little bit deeper into that and into the, into your story and your experiences and what you've gone through in terms of overcoming these things, because just like hearing you now and seeing you just so lit up and excited and passionate and just, just overjoyed with helping people through this thing that you live through and experienced yourself when it comes to abuse. And you talk about, like, talk about how difficult it was to leave leave a marriage and all of these things and getting married very young and having, you know, with your kids and then wanting to help. And it's, it is a lot, right. Especially when you have a, cause we're all busy, you know, everyone has busy, busy, this, yeah. so many things going on, this, this, all these things that stack up, but we often sometimes forget ourselves in that and neglect our own selves. And it comes down to the foundation, which is our mental health for everything. And really being able to have that voice through writing or speaking or sharing with someone like, well, at least talking about someone close to you that you love and you trust and who knows you well and going to them to get their perspective and, and have, and having that dialogue. And especially when you can put this down onto paper and you can go back and you can read that and say, and cause I know there's different, definitely been times for me, like a long, long time ago, you know, maybe 10 years ago where I've written things and I can go back and read that and see into my actually feel how I felt. And it's very emotional and you will probably, you know, oh. probably cry and, you know, see like, oh my gosh, how was I, how was I once like this or try to understand it? Because when you do that work, which what Lee is talking about is not easy. It definitely is challenging, but like she said, not some, everything that is worth in life is not, doesn't come easy, you know, to continue to prioritize this and make yourself a priority and do these different things, whether that be having these relationships or these conversations or, you know, listening to, or doing more research or reading more books or going out and seeing other people's stories and just, and putting yourself in positions where you can meet other people who also are in this, in the same interest of wanting to learn more about this or psychology of different behaviors or things like that, whatever it is for you, just to continue to do that, that makes, that brings joy to your life. When you feel like it's very clouded with certain areas where you're not able to access that, there's always some, 
something that we can do or pull to, or take a moment to tap into that. So I absolutely love it. And Lee, you are, you're amazing. So cool. Oh Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. And the work you're doing is amazing. We need to keep speaking out and Mm -hmm. supporting people to break their silence and and holding people accountable and and really working towards creating a culture that really supports our next generations. Yes, absolutely. And again, tell us one more time, where can we find you? Uh, You can find me at Megheart, which is M-E-G-H-E-A-R-T.com. And you could subscribe to the newsletter or get in touch with us. But you can also follow us on Instagram, which is Megheart Author, and also Facebook. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. I will definitely be sure to include all of that in the notes, along with the notes that we took here with everything that Lee has shared today, you guys. And honestly, I want to thank you for being here and tuning in and listening to this powerful story and the tips that Lee shared and the advice and all of the stuff that she has accumulated through her experiences. It means a lot. And again, I want to say thank you to you, Lee, for coming out here and sharing your journey, your story, your tips, and what you're doing at Megheart to help other people. So it means a lot. So thank you again. Thank you, Paris. Yes. All right. Bye guys. And bye Lee. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that was the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to become a guest or share your thoughts, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email at hello at masteringmental.com or you can DM me on Instagram at masteryourmental where you can also find a link in my bio that you can use to find me on all of my other social media platforms. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to the Master Your Mental podcast. Have a good one, guys. Bye.